1: Hey, it's Mia dropping into your feed again. I told you I'd be popping back from time to time when we had some things to share with you. Now, if you're not already a subscriber to The Quickie, you won't have heard the episode that we dropped this week about Jacinda Ardern, where our Quickie host, Claire Murphy, interviews Amelia Lester. And I thought that you might have been missing her voice, so we wanted to share This episode with you. Amelia spent time with Jacinda a little while ago when she did a profile of her for US Vogue. You may remember we spoke about it on Tell Me It's Gonna Be Okay last year. And so we couldn't think of anyone better to give us an insight into the woman behind the extraordinary leader who's really captivated the world with her response to the Christchurch attack. There is a link in the show notes so that you can subscribe to the Quickie. We'd love it if you did because I think it's just perfect. If you love Tell Me It's Going to Be Okay, then you're going to love the quickie. Here's Amelia and Claire Murphy.
0: From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. This is The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. This week, we've seen New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern cement her place as a leader of her generation. She's responded to the terror attacks in Christchurch with meaning and purpose, with her people saying instead of feeling like she was above or removed from them, that she was right there beside them. But who is Jacinda Ardern? Today, we'll speak with writer Amelia Lester, who has spent time with one of the youngest world leaders, and find out more about the woman currently holding New Zealand's top job.
2: He sought many things from his act of terror, but one was notoriety. And that is why you will never hear me mention his name. He is a terrorist. He is a criminal. He is an extremist. But he will, when I speak, be nameless. And to others, I implore you, Speak the names of those who were lost, rather than the name of the man who took them. He may have sought notoriety, but we in New Zealand will give him nothing, not even his name.
0: It's fair to say this week we've seen a world leader react to a crisis in a way that a world leader should. Jacinda Ardern has not only supported the New Zealand people through an unspeakable tragedy, she's made clear and decisive moves to make changes to the country's gun laws and has made sure the man behind the terror attacks in Christchurch doesn't get the notoriety he's craving. But who is Jacinda Ardern? How did she get into politics in the first place? And how did that translate into the so-called Jacinda-mania that led to her winning the country's top job? Jacinda Kate Laurel Ardern was born in Hamilton, just south of Auckland, in July 1980. Her dad's a cop, her mum's a school catering assistant.
2: My memories of that place are vivid. I knew that a lot of people had lost their jobs, but I didn't understand that it was down to the privatisation of the forestry industry and the complete lack of central government support. I knew there were suicides, and that the girl that used to babysit my sister and I one day turned yellow from hepatitis and couldn't visit us anymore. But I didn't understand the linkages between these things and the poverty of the community that I was living in. My passion for social justice came from what I saw. My love of politics came when I realized that it was the key to changing what I saw.
0: She lists her likes as 90s alt-rock and episodes of SVU. In school, she was voted most likely to be PM. True story. But it wasn't even on her radar, despite being into politics from a very young age. See, her aunt Marie Ardern introduced her to the Labor Party when she was a teen, recruiting her help to campaign for a local MP's re-election in 1999. When she went to uni, just the second person in her family to do so, she studied politics and public relations. She became a senior figure in Young Labor and worked for former Prime Minister Helen Clark as a researcher.
2: But I cannot begin without first paying tribute to the previous leader of the Labor Party, Helen Clark. There are many reasons why I joined the Labor Party, but it was Helen who made me proud to be a member. My generation grew up under a leadership, Helen, and many don't know how good they had it. I have no doubt that your leadership will leave a legacy well beyond my own generation.
0: She went overseas and worked in a soup kitchen in New York and then as a senior policy advisor to the then British PM Tony Blair in London. She spent time in Jordan, Israel, Algeria and China as the president of the International Union of Socialist Youth. Then, in 2008, returning home to New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern became the youngest sitting MP in Parliament, a title she would hold on to until 2011.
2: Today I want to share with you the words that I wish to haunt me. My values and beliefs the things that brought me here. And I do so in the hope that should I ever abandon them, I will have the good grace to leave.
0: Amelia Lester spent time with Ardern in 2017 when she'd just won the election and was the country's new Prime Minister. Amelia, did Jacinda want to be the Prime Minister? How did that even happen? I think she did, but...
3: I think that the timing was maybe not ideal for her. So the way it went down was that in 2017, she was a member of parliament for the Labour Party and the Labour leader, Andrew Little, was clearly not going to win the upcoming election. So the election had been called at this point and his approval ratings were kind of in the 20s. So he pulls Jacinda aside as this rising star in the Labour Party at the time she was 36 or 37 and he says to her look i'm not going to win this election i want you to step up and lead the party because i know that you can win and she actually turned him down six times according to some reports and eventually she understood that for the good of the country and for the good of the labor party she would in fact need to step up and so she did just weeks before the actual election The reason she didn't want to do it didn't necessarily make sense to me when I interviewed her in late 2017. Shortly after that, she announced that she was pregnant. And then she was able to explain to me that she hadn't wanted to do it because she really wanted to have a baby. And she and her partner, Clark, had been told that they would likely have to do IVF in order to conceive. And she knew that being prime minister and trying to get pregnant at the same time, was going to be too stressful. So that's why she didn't want to do it. But then it turns out she conceived naturally three weeks after she became prime minister. So it just goes to show you can't really
0: plan life babies always just getting in the way of things aren't they um <laughs> so she's finally said yes after these multiple rejections she says yes how did she turn around those approval ratings what led to Jacinda
3: well when I went to New Zealand to observe her I finally understood what Jacinda was and why it had come about because of course I'd read news reports about it but it was only when I saw Jacinda in action that I understood why she had kind of taken the country by storm. And it's simply because she's an incredibly genuine, caring, intelligent leader. I mean, she's really who any country would want to represent them on the world stage. And this contrast was particularly apparent to me because I was immersed in American politics at the time. and coming from thinking about Trump to to Jacinda Arden, she's very much as I wrote in the piece, the anti-Trump. And by that I mean she has devoted her life to public service. She while she didn't necessarily wanted to be, want to be wanna be Prime Minister at that time, she'd always been interested in politics. She joined the Labour Party as a teenager in a rural area. And she said to me that everyone around her said, What are you doing joining the Labour Party? But she just felt this call to politics and to improving her country. She really cares about people. I followed her to a homeless shelter in Auckland because homelessness is a particular interest of hers. And she spent way longer there than she needed to. She was greeted like an old friend by the shelter workers because she clearly just goes there all the time, even when it's not publicized. And she sat in a meeting and really listened and then tried to come up with solutions that were within her power and that were going to help the homeless community of Auckland.
0: Does that kind of sum up what she stands for in a a broader perspective, is really taking care of those who need help?
3: I hadn't really thought about it like that, but I think that's right. And I think that why she's so effective at that is that she has no problem checking her ego at the door, which is extremely unusual for a politician. When she goes to an event or when she meets someone, she's not interacting with them as the prime minister, as this person on a pedestal. It's very much person to person, in, in keeping with her kind of egalitarian ethos. She's never going to sort of separate herself from people or think that she's better than them. And that kind of openness really comes across in, in all her interactions. She gave birth about five days before I happened to give birth. And I met her once when I was reporting this Vogue story. And I thought it would be fun to send her a text congratulating her on on her baby because we'd been texting a little bit back when I was writing the story. I texted her not expecting a response, just saying congratulations because having a baby in itself is a, a total hurricane of chaos. Having a baby when you're also leading a country, I didn't think she'd really have time to respond to texts from journalists she'd met once. But a text came back almost immediately, which was gracious, thoughtful, polite, and... To me, that just said it all about her, which is that she is always going the extra mile to think about other people, to be gracious to other people. I can imagine that if she was like that to a journalist who she did not even have to be nice to, I can imagine that those interpersonal skills are very powerful when she's put in a room with other world leaders.
0: So you have spent time one-on-one with her. You've seen what she's like. Obviously, if you're texting back and forth a little bit, you've kind of got a sense of who she is. Is Jacinda Ardern the real deal? Is what we're seeing now unfolding in this past week of her on our TV screens hugging people from the Muslim community who've lost loved ones, is that the real Jacinda Ardern? Is she the real deal?
3: I've been so interested to watch this because one of the thoughts that I had was that this is obviously incredibly difficult for any leader to lead a nation at a time of such acute crisis like this. But I can imagine that becoming Prime Minister of New Zealand, one of the situations that you don't really expect to find yourself in is this one. If you're President of the United States, tragic as this event is, you were going to expect mass gun massacres and even religious terrorism. You were not going to expect this when you become Prime Minister of New Zealand. And yet she has so risen to the occasion, exceeded the occasion, really given words to the way people all around the world feel about this situation. And I am so in awe of the grace and elegance of that she's done it. So if you'd asked me before this happened, is she the real deal? I would have said yes, for all the reasons that I've talked about the the ability to connect with people, that genuine sense of wanting to help. But now after seeing the way she's responded to this somewhat unimaginable event happening in her own country i would say it with even more vehemence that she's absolutely the real deal and new zealand is really lucky to have her i think the way she would phrase that is that she is a reflection of new zealand values and she's kind of the best of new zealand
0: amelia lester once again thank you so much for joining us appreciate it thank you i
2: wanted to speak directly to the families we cannot know your grief but we can walk with you at every stage. We can and we will surround you with aroha, Manakitanga, and all that makes us us. Our hearts are heavy, but our spirit is strong.
0: That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie.